0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father-beatiness. I screamed. That was totally wicked! If I can change, and you can change, everybody
1: can change! And oh. hey, welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today, I am joined by a friend that I met through film Twitter. Please welcome Jen to the show. Hi, everybody. So as I said, we just met through film Twitter. I just, I remember, I, in fact, I remember you one day you were asking for recommendations for film podcasts. And Yes.
0: Yeah. And that's how I met you.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of times we see those posts and a lot of people are just looking for fake interactions and or get angry when people recommend podcasts, but... You specifically asked for film podcasts, so I recommend it, and here we Absolutely. are now.
0: <laughs> and I know sometimes you put, like, um, requests for, like, comments and stuff, so it's that, always fun.
1: Yes, yes. When I do the longer review episodes with the, yes. my friends, yes, I'll always tag you in those because I know you're a big movie person. Yes. And I think we had first mentioned this, like, late last year, and then life got in the way, got sidetracked, and then I saw you mention it again, I was like, oh. I didn't need to do that. So now's yeah, so the time.
0: back up. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: <laughs> so we're going to get into it. Paul Thomas Anderson, Boogie Nights. I want you to know I plan on being a star. New Line Cinema presents... Jack Horner. Don't mm-hmm. like Exotic mm-hmm. The life of a dreamer. Is these a great... Are they lizard? No, they're
0: Italian. The days of a business. Cut.
1: Terrific. The award goes to... Nick Ziegler!
0: And the nights... Queen. Oh, wait, 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 stop this part. Official selection of the 1997 New York Film Festival, Boogie Nights, rated R.
1: So, when did you first see this?
0: I saw it, I was in law school when it came out, I think 97, and I saw it at an art house theater in Manhattan, um, and it just blew me away. I, it, made, every, it hit me on, on every level.
1: Okay, so, I've always wanted to tell this story. I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I do remember now this came out when I was like 12. So
0: yeah, I'm very old.
1: (laughs) No, it's not that. I'm just saying I was young and I remember one summer It had to be 98 or 99 just because of where I was living at the time. It was on HBO. And at the time I had two TVs in my room for some reason. I can't remember why. Hardcore. Yeah. But if you, if you listen to my interviews or my long reviews, Chad's on the show quite often. It was him and I. We're sitting there watching. I have two TVs. It's Monday night. The reason I know wrestling's on Monday Night Raw. I have Monday Night Raw on one TV and Boogie Nights playing on the other. And I hear my dad coming down the hall. And Chad's like, "Turn it, turn it." It wasn't at a sex scene. My dad's not a big movie watcher. I didn't think he knew what it was, so I just left. I said, "I'd be fine." He's not gonna know what this is. As soon as he comes, say, "Oh, turn that smut off, boy." I said, "Oh, I guess he didn't know what it was." <laughs> but yeah, that's my memory of seeing Boogie Nights. But I could not pinpoint the first time. I mean, it would have been on HBO. I definitely did not oh. see this in theaters or anything.
0: See, that's the thing about this movie. Even like my, my husband, it thought. It was well before we got together that this movie came out. And when we got together, we were discussing movies. And I said, I love this movie. And he said, it has nothing to do with porn. And I said, I know it has nothing. to. Do. It's not. It's just it's a movie that's set in, in the porn it world. But it could be any world where there's where misfits come together and make a family. And, and that's the heart of this movie. That's why I love it so much.
1: OK, well, for anyone who maybe isn't familiar with Boogie Nights, just go ahead and tell them what it is about.
0: Oh, all right, it's, um, it's Paul Thomas Anderson's second movie, I think, and it, it was based like on a short he had done when he was much younger, and then he did Heart 8, and then he did Boogie Nights, he expanded his, his original short. And it's about a, a kid in um, the Valley, uh, apparently where they shoot a lot of pornography. And It's sort of a little bit based on his childhood. He grew up there, um, Paul Thomas Anderson. And Mark Wahlberg pa- plays the main kid, who's just this sweet kid with a really big member. And um, yeah, and Burt Reynolds plays this big time director. It's, it's set in the 70s before, before porn switched over from film to video. And they sort of pick him up out of, the, out of a restaurant where he's working as a busboy, And he becomes part of this, this circle of people where they've all been sort of marginalized by society and they're misfits in their own way. And they come together and they form a family on their own. And they go through, you know, trials and tribulations and ups and downs. And each of them, like, he spends a little time sh- focusing on each of the characters and why their lives are difficult outside of their family. Um, like, Julianne Moore is a, plays a, a premier porn star named Amber Waves, and she's going through. She she lost custody of her child, of her of her young son, and her ex husband is very cool to her and says that. You know, her lifestyle is not um, it, it, it's not commensurate with raising a child. So she fights for that. And she sort of looks at the younger, the younger stars in her in her like enclave as her kids. And she's like a, she can't mother her own child. So she mothers them. And Heather Graham plays roller girl. And she's she's a high school dropout who was sort of made fun of in high school for being sexual. And she is always on roller skates and she sort of clings on to Julianne Moore as a mother figure. And Burt Reynolds is like the, the, the father figure. And, and there's like, I mean, there's many other characters. It's a huge sprawling cast, as you know. So yes. each of them has sort of been dealt a, a, hard, a hard deck on, on the outside world. And they turn in and, and rely on one another and, and make a life for themselves. And it's and it's the soundtrack is unbelievable from beginning to end. The writing is incredible, and 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 really, why I love this movie is is, is Philip Seymour Hoffman because um, he's my favorite actor of all time, and he broke my heart as Scotty in this movie. That was my biggest takeaway from the movie was 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 Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: Okay, yeah, rewatching this, I forgot how awesome the soundtrack is. I mean, it's
0: it, incredible.
1: Yeah, beginning to end, like you said. I was just taking it back so you touched on it briefly what else what is it that makes this your favorite why do you keep coming back and I, I guess I want to get once your what is your husband's thoughts on it since you guys sit down he, lo- he loves
0: about- it too he, he does he does he loves it as well um and we, we just actually rewatched it in preparation of me being here today and his views on it have have changed he's he, he watches dip movies a little differently now that we're together I mean he because I'm like a movie nut. So he sees things differently. Um, he reads into movies more now and he picks up on like the nuances that, he, you know, instead of just being, he's more engaged in movie watching now, I think. Which I mean, I'm sure you can relate to. Like there were people who will watch a movie, walk out of the theater and not really think about it again, but having had a good time. And then there were people like on film Twitter who it, it's a life, you know? So he's somewhere in the middle and I'm way over there. Um, so he does enjoy the movie and in the acting, you will not find a bad performance in it. Um, and the right, I think it may have won a screenplay. It may, the screenplay may have won an Oscar. I, I know it was nominated, but I think it may have won. I don't remember. I should have checked before I came on, but.
1: Yeah, I can't speak. To that. I don't remember either. I'd have to look into that. I'm not sure, but it definitely, like you said, it was nominated. So that makes sense because it was its a phenomenal screenplay without a doubt.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. so. We don't really go full into the movie. So now we're going to move on to the next spot. And that is if you had been able to get a sequel back back in the 90s, bring back whoever you want, leave out whoever you want, however you want to do it. How would you do it?
0: If I want to do a a sequel to the movie or are we, we're not talking about the recasting yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So I I think an interesting sequel now would be where are the, maybe like a, like a, Premiere series, like on a on a streamer or something, about where are these characters today, and have they stayed together? How have they made the transition? Because the movie ends on a positive note. I mean, everybody's sort of finding their niche, um, and they've they pretty much, for the, with the exception of the colonel, they've all landed on their feet. Um, and I think it would be interesting to see how they sort of got over the hurdle of amateurs taking over the porn industry, and whether any of them, you know, made it into um, mainstream filmmaking or television, or um, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to pick up where we left off, maybe maybe ten or fifteen years in the future.
1: Can go can a lot
0: over for Burt Reynolds. I mean, what what happened to them after the fact?
1: Okay, and put it in a long form series. I can see that yeah. being the case nowadays for sure. Absolutely,
0: but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you could go off in so many different. I mean, there's so many characters that you could have so many episodes based on each one, and yep. and have them have them interlace
1: you're you're right this is a huge ensemble cast which is why this next part is going to be fun and I'm (laughs) curious to see who you would choose but if they were to remake this who would you put in some of these roles
0: well okay I've been thinking about this and I'm kind of excited I, I think that Nick Cage today would make a great a great um Jack, Burt Reynolds character. I mean the where he is in his career today, and how Paul Thomas Anderson likes to sort of the way Tarantino does, you know, be their friends. So the way he likes to sort of pick somebody out and, and rejuvenate a career, the way he did with Burt Reynolds. Nick Cage would be perfect for this role, I think. Do you what what do you think about that?
1: Uh yeah, I like that choice. I'm all, I'm always inspired by a Nick Cage role. So doing <laughs> yeah. something like that would be that would be interesting for sure.
0: Um, I think. Amy Adams could be Julianne Moore's role. Um, I think she would, she would just knock it out of the park.
1: Yeah, I um, could see if, that.
0: If you wanted to get edgy, maybe bring back Lindsay Lohan um, and make, this could be like a complete reboot of her career. The way, like the way Tarantino did with Travolta or something um, because she was a good actress before she imploded. Um, right. And it would be like, it would get so much publicity because it's Lindsay Lohan. And I think if she, if she stripped away all of the, the stuff that made her sort of hit bottom back you know, 15 years ago, she could really act. She could do it. I don't know. Um, I think Lakeith Stanfield would make a great Buck, um, who was Don Cheadle's character, uh, or Donald Glover, either one of them. But uh, I really like Lakeith Stanfield. I think Zendaya could nail Roller Girl.
1: Yep, I think so.
0: <laughs> I, I think she would be fantastic as Roller Girl. Little, little Bill, who was William H. Macy, it, he's such a pathetic character. And <laughs> one of the things I love about this movie is Paul Thomas Anderson's attention to detail is, is flawless. And it's in, the more you rewatch, the more you pick up, like the very beginning when they, of the movie, you see them. they're in the club, um, in uh, Louis Guzman's club. And when they're leaving, it's like a crane shot. And it, it zooms in and in the background, like just as, a, as an aside, Bill Macy has a ticket on his car and he's the only one that gets ticketed. That's like, in that sums up his character in, in an all, you know, a tiny little fraction of time without any dialogue. That's his character. And it is throughout the whole movie. The way Philip Seymour Hoffman's shirt never pulls all the way down and his belt is always sticking out and he's always trying to fit in. I mean, at the end, when things sort of clicked and it has, you know, an upbeat ending, his shirt is pulled all the way down. It's the, the little little things, and in terms of, I don't think I could re- recast Scotty. I don't know who could do Philip Seymour Hoffman's role better than him. Maybe Jesse Clemens. I don't know. Although I could also see Jesse Clemens as Brock, as as John C. Riley's character. Right. He's like my second favorite actor in the movie. Um, I don't know. Am I, am I missing? There's so many people.
1: I mean, gotta have Dirk Diggler.
0: Oh, oh, obviously, yeah. Um, I think Tom Holland would make a great Dirk Diggler.
1: Yeah, I can see him getting roles like that now.
0: Um, and uh, what's the guy, the kid from Whiplash? And Miles was, Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller. He's not, he's a good actor. He's not my favorite actor, but I think he would do a good job as Mark Wahlberg's character. I, I could see like a similarity between them. I think he would do a good job in it as well. Physically, even the, the look of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: other than like like the random... I guess you could call them cameos you get like Alfred Molina part is great when he comes into the movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Eric Bogosian can, could do him too. I think Eric Bogosian would do a good job in, in the Alfred Molina role that whole scene with, with the, with the night Ranger song. And then, well, yeah. that's <laughs> just Cosmo. I mean, it's, it's, and that scene, if you look at Mark Wahlberg, Paul Thomas Anderson stays on his face towards like the last third of that scene when he's on the sofa and it doesn't move and the dialogue drops out and the music crescendos and looking at, at Mark Wahlberg's face, I mean, the kid can act like he, you know, funky bunch, whatever you want to say. I mean, he did a great job in this movie. You see in his face that he knows he's either going to die tonight or he's got to change his life. You yeah. see him hit rock bottom. And then he does. And then he goes back and he goes to Jack's house. He doesn't go to his horrible mother's house, his actual biological family. He goes back to the family that loves him and he he... He breaks down at, in Burt Reynolds' arms and says, please help me, Jack. And like a good dad, Jack takes him in and hugs him. And that's what fa- family takes you back. And, and that's, I mean, I just, I love this movie.
1: And that shows. And I'm going to get you to, <laughs> to sell us that one more time and give that final pitch on why if someone, actually, you know what, before we go there, with all that cast, if you could have anyone direct it, who would you have? Uh, I I know I don't normally ask that, but
0: no, no, but let me, I mean, it's, it could be, it could be Tarantino also. It could, I think this could have been a Tarantino movie, although he does, he's more bombastic, you know, and he's more sort of larger than life where Paul Thomas Anderson is, is more, you know, small, small baseball. Like, you know, he's more intimate. Um, But I could definitely see that. And I mean, if you think about his string of films, all the way down to like Phantom Thread and, and licorice pizza. What an amazing, mean, this is only his second movie and what an accomplishment. And okay. he's just kept it going and he's, he's so choosy and he's so particular. Um, but who else could direct it? Um, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I think I, I keep thinking Tarantino because there's some, there's a lot of similarities for their differences. There's still a lot of similarities.
1: Okay. All right. So now let's move on. And that's, Give that final sale. Someone hasn't seen it. Maybe someone needs to revisit because they haven't watched it in a while. Uh,
0: absolutely. I, I think a lot of people were put off thinking, "Oh, it's just it's a it's a smutty movie. It's just it's it's about porn. It's not. It's it's that is such an aside. It's ter- it's tertiary at best. But, you know, yeah, this really could be said in the business. It could be said in the Wall Street world. It could be said in the art world. It could be said in in any world where people you know people fall out people are marginalized and you know you, you find you find a family where you find a family and that's really at the heart of this movie uh and how everybody you know you, you can rely on each other even when you hurt each other family takes you back and and the and the soundtrack is incredible yeah. and it's funny i mean Sean C. Riley and Mark Wahlberg, one is, it's like one is dumber than the next. The whole interaction they have when they're when they're all coked out trying to like make a music record, and they go to Michael Penn, who Sean Penn's brother, is, is produ- he he does the music for a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, movies. And he has a cameo as their producer in this movie. And Robert Downey Jr.'s father Robert Downey, plays the, the head of the studio. And when they're arguing, trying to like get their demos back. It's hysterical, like he goes, this is a, it sounds like you have a, um, a, 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 y, a YP and not an MP, like meaning a your problem, not a my problem. And John C. Riley goes, well now you're throwing all this lingo at me and I don't know the, <laughs> the technical terms. I mean, they're so dumb and yeah, <laughs>
1: they're
0: so endearing at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, huh?
0: I mean, and, and, and it gets you tense. Like that scene with Alfred Molina, you don't breathe for that whole scene. It, it's yeah. just, it's quite a film
1: yeah it's
0: like, it's like it doesn't come across
1: oh yeah no no you've done a great <laughs> job and like you said that philip seymour hoffman performed i agree that one always stuck out with me as well and so.
0: that was he that movie launched him i think and i i had seen him earlier he was in smaller parts um and he was in hard eight which i didn't see until after boogie nights um,
1: i had not seen hard eight yet
0: yeah it was good and john c riley was in it as well i mean it's and Philip Baker Hall um, was in it. So he he has like a stable of characters that he goes back to. I mean, look at the amount, of, he, he did The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's done, you know, he's done other ones with him. Um, it's just, it's he's such a, his death was such a loss. Um, nobody could act. Nobody could make you feel something and break your heart. He does so much acting in this movie with such little dialogue. It's all in his face and it's, he just innately knew how to hold his body, how to shrink back, how to had when when he tries to hug and kiss Mark Wahlberg, you just can't oh it's it's painful to watch. Yeah. Yeah. He he has this dumpy car and he paints it red to try to impress him. I mean, everybody knows what it feels like to try to to, to love somebody and and to be embarrassed and feel awkward in your own skin and he conveys it in in such a way that's incredible. And he he's always just on the outside of like of John C. Riley and, and Mark Wahlberg and, and Thomas Janney. And his performance is incredible. And what Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson picking him out and and giving him this material, I mean, what an eye for for talent.
1: Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I don't know what else he had been in, but the first thing I saw him in was my boyfriend's back.
0: <laughs> from oh, the early I, I didn't see that.
1: You haven't seen that? It's a, like you said, it's a small role as well, but he oh. plays the bully in that.
0: I mean, he played bullies. He was in a *Scent of a Woman*. He was the the asshole roommate in, in *Scent of a Woman*.
1: You know, I've never watched *Scent of a Woman*. I know what it is, but I have never watched it.
0: Hua, uh, that one. I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody li- likes it. I I like it. I don't think it was fantastic by any means, but uh, it's neither here nor there. It was a good movie. But he he had a and he was also on an episode of *Law and Order* where he played like a, a rapist prep boy. Um, so he had been heading in this sort of jerky smarmy direction and then paul thomas anderson said this there's more to this kid and started giving him these roles and he just blew up
1: yeah and i think he led to the best villain in the mission impossible series in the third one
0: (laughs) yeah you have your third outing on a series and having to be one of the you know almost as good as the first if not better i mean he was incredible yep yep
1: I think you've done a good job of selling. I don't think I could do any more. So,
0: thank. This has been a pleasure. I just, thank you so much, Josh. Absolutely. So,
1: why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you, so they can connect with oh, you on film Twitter uh, with us. I'm on, I'm on
0: Twitter at at Jenny J e n n y S l o. Um, and I just hit me up. I love to talk about movies, TV, books, anything, and I talk politics too. So I'm sorry about that in advance, but. I've been I've been pretty angry lately, so you're gonna have to put, you can mute me when you hear me start going off on a, on a tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, and as always, you follow the show at YNF Movie Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Easiest thing, go to linktree pod I have a podcast platform, social media, YouTube channel, my personal letterbox so you can see what I'm watching that's not being covered on the pod. And I'll be back next week with a new guest and a new movie. And that may become your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time.